Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, sacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Hello and welcome back into Two-Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. We are back from our holiday break. My name is Brucker. I am joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Happy to be back. Definitely enjoyed the time off, though, around the holidays. Yeah, it was a good time off. It feels like it's been a month since we've recorded. It. I Coming on, I was like, I don't even know if I remember how to set up my mic, but here we are. We got a two. We're not going to discuss the Titans games that happened over the holidays too much, really. You know, they were kind of poopy. But uh, on our docket, we do have some just some news that's been that still keeps going around between Rand and Vrabel drama. But I really want to get into some free agents that will be hitting the market in 2024 for Rand to uh, kick the tires on. See what we're excited with that. We got our song interlude for you guys it's chris's turn this week then we got a jags game to look forward to and whether or not this is derrick henry's in ryan Tannehill swan song with the titans but let's go ahead and spend 30 seconds or less on the the games that happened over the holidays the titans played the seahawks on christmas eve and then they played the texans on new year's eve both ended in losses ryan Tannehill played in the seahawks game as levis was recovering from his ankle injury and then levis started in the texans game got obliterated because our o-line is swiss cheese and then Tannehill had to come in and just not a good showing from many folks seeing rabel's face on the sideline just face palming both games kind of says it all i think yeah he looked like he did not want to be there it was the face of i think the the heart of the titans fans that were watching because I mean, there's a reason we are not going to break down these in our normal fashion is because they were fucking depressing. And it's just like it's on TV and you feel nothing. You're just, oh, OK, well, yep. it's just the way it goes. And and you see all these just boneheaded plays or guys completely whiffing on their assignments. The The play that got Levis hurt against Houston was just unforgivable blocking. It was it was one of those plays where he's getting clobbered either from the left and the right. And I think it was Dillard like whiffed so bad and he turned around. He was surprised that someone got there before his guy because he lost <sighs> so bad. He was like, oh, shit, I'd, I'd lost second worst, apparently. <laughs> Poor Levis <laughs> just got absolutely obliterated. And at that point, you know, it flashes over to Vrabel and he's just like, oh, what the fuck you got to do, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's tough i mean like i don't it, it's just tough i mean i'm just i'm just thinking you know thank god we're getting towards the end of the season now and we can start thinking about how the rebuild for our interior can like officially begin and everything you know what all Rand can do it, it it just sucks for you know just because i was really hoping for derrick henry to end the season on a high note and he still can against the Jags you know we'll see what happens 
I don't have a whole lot of faith in that, but you never know. But, you know, I, there's, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to maybe Derek Henry just kind of having some sort of, you know, final hurrah in the last uh, three, three sets of games with the Titans. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Jags. Vrabel being frustrated, I think, is clearly evident. Um, besides what we talked about, his body language on the sideline, there was that clip that was going around from earlier this week with his presser. And I think it was Gentry asking Vrabel something along the lines of, you know, why, why do these games matter? These last few games matter to you. You know, they can't make playoffs. It's just, you know, just good good draft seedings what we're getting right now. And Vrabel just kind of snapped at him and said, you know, because losing fucking sucks. And he was heated about this. I've never seen him lose this cool like that in the media. He's been like like passive aggressive before or like you know kind of snide but to him come out and just really lay into that dude for what variable perceived as asinine question was honestly i kind of really liked it he it i it was refreshing to see him like exude the frustration that we're all feeling because it kind of felt like all right he's with it he's with us he's got the skin in the game still all these rumors about him leaving Mm-hmm. If you're if you're resigned yourself to leaving, you're not that mad about that. You know what I mean? I don't know. At least I wouldn't think so. No, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah, no. He he definitely gives a shit. And he also was directly asked about that. And he's and he very bluntly said he, he wants to stay in Tennessee. He's staying in Tennessee. He's not looking at outs, outside options or anything like that right now. And also his just going back to again to just him freaking out and everything. I think one of my favorite things about it was that Gentry asked asked the questions, asked the question, and then Vrabel went on to this next person and who's like trying to ask like a Trey Avery question or something like that. Sounds like super out of left field, and Vrabel just ignores him. He goes back to Gentry. So he's like, "Did you have more to that? Like, why why did you ask such a stupid ass question?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, whoever's asking a Trey Avery question after that needs to read the fucking room. I know, <laughs> just the fucking crickets. But I just love that after that, he just went right back to him. And he's like, all right, back to my Trey Avery question that he's working up. I, I got to know, what, what is this Trey Avery paper that whoever, um, I forget which which media person it was, but you know, I just got to know what Trey Avery essay that they're working on right now. It must be a big scoop. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something going on. They got to uncover. It's a, it's probably it's probably like the New York Times. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I think the athletic is owned by the New York Times. So it could be one or the other. But yeah, it's a real Trey Avery think piece. We're getting here pretty soon. Can't wait. <laughs> he was already in offseason mode, just trying to, to scrape something. But anyway. I wonder if he like really misread the room. He's like, wow, Trey Avery makes Rabel really angry. It was it was definitely my question that riled him up about, a- about Trey Avery. I didn't think it was his fault we lost. I mean, <laughs> it was okay. Oh my God. Trey Avery is the most infuriating player in the NFL per Mike Rabel. That's the scoop. Ian Rappaport. So I guess just jumping off of the, the Rabel frustration stuff, I'm so surprised at how much like smoke and attention that this is getting about the, con- the, the relationship between Frabel and Rand Carthon. About people keep saying that like, they really don't get along, even though Tron Davenport did that article about them still working together and getting along and everything. 
I, I think people are obsessing over this a little too too much. And let me know what you think. But I, whether or not they get along, I think that they, I don't think they hate each other. But like, I don't really know if they are like best friends. But like at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters if they get along. I I mean, as long as Rayle's still wanting to stay here and same thing for Rand. I mean, like people cannot see p- people can. I don't know, just not like each other, but still work together. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it is just a spin piece that is just spin into this tornado of nothing. Yeah, it, it, there's the thing with this whole kind of discussion about it is that there's never really going to be a conclusion to it until someone loses their job or someone gets a 30 for 30 fucking, you know, film <laughs> out of it. Like the, the Vrabel ran dispute, you know, and, and, and that's going to be 10 years from now anyway. So I, it just doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. Cause I think I'm with you. Can they work together? All that's right. all that matters. That's all like, that's all I care about. And whether they can work together or not is still, you know, it's still kind of in its infancy. It's it's still still pretty early because there's only been one off season, well, half an off season basically, and they made a trade together. So that's kind of a big one with Kevin Byard. Yeah. Does that matter? Who was the driving force behind the like motivations of that trade? To me, it doesn't because we all know Vrabel has power in this organization. That's why he was retained over John Robinson because they said, okay, Vrabel is a good coach. Vrabel is telling him these players aren't good enough. So let's get the guy that's not getting good players out of here instead of the other, other way around. Like Vrabel is saying these players aren't good enough. Well, we don't believe him. He's just not coaching. Well, we'll get Vrabel out and keep John Robinson. He won that dispute. So are we seeing that he's winning this dispute? Is he saying that these players aren't good enough? I haven't heard him say that. I haven't heard him say it once. No. Even though it's pretty clear that a lot of the underperforming players are John Robinson holdovers, with the exception of a couple uh, along the offensive line, mostly, unfortunately. But I, I don't know. It just not, it's nothing really like substantial. I think there was so much more smoke around the fallout with him and Robinson, with him saying like, "Oh, who the fuck do you want me to pass to? Like, what do you expect me to do with this?" And and being really yep. snide about that. I don't hang on every word that Mike Vrabel has and we don't really get Rand Carthon sound bites very often, but, but I don't care if they're going out and, and playing golf on the weekends. They don't no. got it. You know, I don't play golf with my boss. <laughs> we still get shit done at work, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think that's all that matters. As long as they respect each other enough to work together, that's all that fucking matters. And I mean, and we have been echoing this all season we like the draft class that they got from this year. It were like, you know, the top three picks so far. So I definitely trust them going forward and everything. And like, I think like a prime non-football ex- examples for those that like Mythbusters, Jamie, yes. and, <laughs> Jamie and Adam notoriously are not friends. Like they do the show together and that's it. Like they've never, and Adam has been very open about this. They have never like, gone out for drinks or dinners or anything like that with each other like they've exclusively have a work relationship and that's it and they still produce produced a good product and i know that's such like a weird example but i mean like it it happens it works i will say the only like kind of spicy rumor and again this is a rumor so i don't really trust it but Derek mason on 1025 the game 
was saying that he has good intel. So again, Derek Mason, former you know wide receiver for, with the Titans, he has good intel saying that Peter Skaronsky was not Ryan Carthon's pick that he wanted to do in the first round. Apparently, Ryan wanted to draft Zay Flowers over Skaronsky in the first round. But again, that sounds like such a rumor, and it also sounds awfully convenient to say with you know like oh we definitely were going after this wide receiver that's been doing pretty well with with the Ravens so far in his rookie season yeah and it's not like Skaronsky's been bad I don't know that's such a weird rumor and I uh I don't necessarily feel like Derek Mason's a particularly good source I, I just don't trust him I don't think he holds that much sway within like the media group and that's just my opinion um, and that's mostly because of I don't listen to the zone anymore, be, partly because of Derek Mason just bloviating about bullshit for so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just find him to be kind of a pot stir sometimes, and maybe he's just stirring this pot. What, I, I have no, I don't think that he's will like intentionally lying and misleading his listeners. I just maybe he doesn't have as good intel as he thinks. I, Again, it, that's my it, opinion. That's my so speculation. Bizarre. This is me stirring the pot on, <laughs> on Derek Mason, apparently. <laughs> right. Um, love you, Mace, but I just don't really. I don't know. It's 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 all it's all just talk. It is. It, it is. They got to fill out their four hour time slot every day with something. Right. When you have that long to take, you have to talk for twenty hours straight. A week that is a lot of shit you gotta come up with especially so. a team like this where there's nothing to talk about on the field right now <laughs> we can barely talk for 45 minutes about this team without getting you know clinically depressed <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's a struggle bus putting 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 together these outlines uh, but I'm, I'm glad you and i are on the same page i think it's kind of just just nonsense bullshit about like why people keep talking about this I, I, it does it doesn't matter it, it doesn't fucking matter but anyways, uh, I think I would like to move on to talk about some interesting free agents that are hitting the market in 2024 if you want to transition into that more fun discussion. Yeah, let's do that. So looking at free agent players that are hitting the market this upcoming offseason, there's I looked at O-line. There's like nobody from like no tackles or anything like that hitting the off, hitting free markets, the free agency market. Jesus Definitely going to need to kind of pick some people from the draft, but I was kind of looking at wide receivers and I think that there are some interesting names hitting the the wide receiver uh, free agency market this year. I know T Higgins has probably been the most talked about one, uh, but the problem is he's not the most talked about one with just Titans fans. I know the chiefs fans have been talking about him. I'm pretty sure he's on like everyone's target list with a hitting free agency. I do wonder why everyone's so sure that Higgins is the one hitting the market from Cincinnati. Cause Tyler Boyd's also a free agent and he's older. So wouldn't you suspect that they would want to keep on, uh, keep a hold of the younger talent. I think that he's just going to T Higgins is just going to demand more money than Boyd. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cause like, I just don't know if they can afford for Burrow chase and Higgins. I mean, unless they take, I don't know, some sort of hometown discount. Uh, but I, I just don't think that the cap would, the seller cap would allow all three of them. That's a fair point. So Hig- so the speculation is that the Higgins is the odd man out? Yes. I mean, I, yes. Would, I would think so. 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, he's definitely an attractive target. I mean, he's proven that he's he's got hands. He's uh, as Coach Mack would call it, a combat catcher. He mm-hmm. uh, he's one that you can chuck it up into the end zone and trust on a fade or something like that. And we need proven talent. I think having DeAndre Hopkins in here, it it, it proves how much that's valued. Uh, mm-hmm. when you have a quarterback that's willing to throw to him that's another fucking topic so i would be down with higgins i would be down with anybody that's honestly a proven talent i would be down with gabe davis if he hits the scene Ooh, i do know i don't know if he's gonna be a free agent this year i could be wrong i just didn't see it on the list but he is oh love- shit Oh, I, I see right here actually. Oh, oh it's because it says Gabriel. I'm I'm going for the. I know him as Gabe. Uh, oh. <laughs> me and what? Gabe go back. You're real friends. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that would honestly be a really interesting signing if if Randy go after Gabe Davis. Okay, that's definitely on my list too. He's not. He's a different kind of receiver, though. You know, he's mm-hmm. not the big body receiver that this team is usually favored. But maybe maybe we can go a different route. There's there's more than one way, you know, to skin skin the cat. And Gabe Davis gets open, dude. He does. He definitely does. I mean, I I'll never forget what was that two years ago the the Bills Chiefs game just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and four it was Gabe touchdowns Davis in yeah. the playoffs. Four fucking touchdowns is insane. Yeah, totally. I would. I, w- I would be very, I think I would be very happy getting him too. I did. So you know, you're talking about big bodies and everything. I was also thinking, you know, if we were able to get like AT Higgins or something like that, I think this team also needs a burner. Like we need like a really like quick guy. And I was thinking maybe somebody, because Marquise Brown is also hitting free agency this offseason. And I have a feeling the Cardinals, I, I think it's 50 50 whether or not the Cardinals fork over the money to resign him. But I think, I think Hollywood Brown would be pretty interesting with Levis because of how just because we see that Levis's strength is his deep his deep throw and having a burner someone like him just run and catch it I think that would be really a really cool uh, thing to have for us. Yeah, I would. I think that's a really good shout having someone that can get behind the defense because currently that guy is named Nick Westbrook Akine, and no mm-hmm. offense to him, but Hollywood Brown is better and. Honestly, if you if if Rand slash Vrabel wrote Marquise Brown on one side of a quarter and Calvin Ridley on the other side of a quarter and just flipped it, I'd be fine with whoever they got. Yep, same, same. Do do you think? Okay, let's talk about Calvin Ridley because I had him too. Do you think the Jags end up? I feel like the Jags are going to try to resign him, but They'd be I don't. Stupid again, not to. They would be stupid not to, but. I have no idea what their cap salary situation looks like, but I do know they forked over a shit ton of money for who's the other one that they have uh, uh, for. Oh God. Now I've, if you didn't ask me, I'd be able to tell you right away. The guy came from um, Arizona. Kirk, not Kirk cousins, but something Kirk. Kirk Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yes. Cause they did pay that they, they reset or re- reset the the market <laughs> with with the, the 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 contract that they gave him speaking of well no sorry not to get off my redley so fast i think i think they might be able to afford it i don't know let's uh i can try and find out the um the cap tracker for team spending but they 
need to pay Lawrence, don't they? He's coming oh. up. Yeah, yeah, he he is he is right around the corner. So they might need to have a little bit of an amortization um, on their quarterback situation because I I don't see them getting rid of Trevor Lawrence anytime soon. No, I don't. And according to a quick Google, Jaguars have $26 million in cap space, which is... That ain't a lot. That ain't a lot. That's like, hey, dude. That's like nothing. Yes. So I don't, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll be able to to fit room for Calvin Ridley, and that would be kind of like a, um, a two birds of one stone with getting a player like Ridley and also taking a player like Ridley away from a division opponent. Yeah, it would be, it would be another win. Honestly, it would be a twofer. You get a double dip. Yeah, I was wrong. Trevor Lawrence's sign is a he hits free agency in twenty twenty six, so they got him for one more year on that rookie deal gotcha okay cool okay so they do have a little bit of time but that is something that they need to be thinking about too is making room yeah, for both of them because you can't you can't tie up someone like ridley into a giant contract mm-hmm. then you won't then you won't be able to pay lawrence without making some really big sacrifices yep exactly so okay so i guess ridley is more plausible to not sticking with the jags as i thought but I do like that shout too. I, I really do like Ridley a lot. Ridley uh, and Brown for the burners. We got T Higgins mm-hmm. and say we miss on these three. Okay. Say we miss on the three top guys in our opinions. Cause I mean, there's better wide receivers around free agency, but like Mike Evans is not becoming a free agent. Right. If we whiff, what, what if we did this? What if we got both KJ Osborne and Mecole Hartman. I I was I had both of those on my list as well. Because those are like a little bit like safer, cheaper deals. And but Mecole is still really fucking fast. And I think KJ Osborne is a pretty solid like wide receiver three. Yeah, like I don't think Hartman's a good receiver. He's yeah. just really fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I like those two a lot. And like I said, I think during our preseason rec- recordings, I watched that, that quarterback show on Netflix. And whenever they went to the Kirk cousin parts of stuff, it just felt like a highlight reel for KJ Osborne. Cause like they just kept showing touchdowns that, that he got with Kirk cousins. So I think I'm like conditioned to, to think that he is like a stud, but for another possibly burner, I'm not sure if he's a burner or just like a, maybe just like a good slot receiver option. Maybe. But Rashid Shahid is also hitting free agency for, from the Saints. I saw that. I did kind of just in my mind chalk him up as a re-sign for the Saints. He's he's cheap and he's been very good for them. I can't imagine they let him go after the season he's had. Yeah, I don't know. It would be great. I mean, he's he's really versatile because he can come out the backfield too. He, he's basically a running uh, dude, back we, wide receiver hybrid. We 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 felt it when we played against them. Yeah, I, you know. yeah, he stole so, a bunch of money, dude. Yeah, he definitely did. So I'm kind of surprised. You know, he just kind of kind of came out of nowhere. But I think that he would be kind of cool to kick the tires on if, like, you know, Marquise Brown or Nicole Harmon, that those guys can't work out for whatever reason. I also had Darnell Mooney from the Bears is also hitting free agency. I kind of like him. him down. I wrote him down too. 
like cautiously. My, my hand was shaking as I wrote it. I, I don't know. I think he's he's got a lot of potential, but he's he hasn't seemed to reach up and grab it. Well, I mean, like he showed flashes and promise last year because last year they had was it Allen Robinson that they had last year, I think, or it was someone else that they had, but someone else that was supposed to be like like the wide receiver one, and then yeah. Mooney kind of took over. I mean, I remember he even had like a four touchdown game because he sat on my bench. Um, <laughs> but so I, I I would be interested in in Darnell Mooney. There's the the argument that Mooney has been maybe hampered a little bit by having Justin Fields, who's I could see that he's not like a prolific passer. Could Levis unlock that potential that has flashed? I mean, that's a, kind of an interesting um, roll of the dice. If he if you get him for a good contract, if you're not like you know you know pushing all your chips into the middle of the table for Donald Mooney. Um, I think that would be a good mid-range kind of guy to grab if you if you miss out on the top tier wideouts for you know insert reason, but I I think it's imperative that they go out and get one of these wideouts, one of these top guys. Like we gotta splash some cash because, like you said briefly, you kind of glossed over the tackle situation and the guard situation because there ain't any. There's like yeah. some thirty-year-old guys, and you got like a you know. There's like almost a 40 year old out there. Like there's some guys, but they're not long-term solutions. If you can go out and get a 25 year old T Higgins, a even a 28 year old, um, even a 28 year old, uh, Calvin Ridley, like that, that's a guy that's going to play for a few more years. And we got to get a tackle in the draft. That's the best way for us. So where we're going to be drafting, there's going to be an opportunity to get a good guy Sure, there's going to be uh, a lot of wide receivers coming out in this draft. I mean, you got three first-rounder locks at wide receiver. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think the tackle is is much, much more valuable since there's fewer good ones to draft. You get basically have two. There's like a bunch of wideouts. So, you probably get a, a decent wideout in the second round if you need to. Don't want to get too far ahead with the draft. But I, I mm-hmm. think it's imperative that one of these top wide receivers ends up on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think definitely on my wish list, it probably goes. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's T Higgins or Ridley that's first because we kind of talk about how how much Ridley is is nice because like you went on two fronts with just taking him away from a division opponent, but like T Higgins, Ridley, and Marquise Brown are at the top of my wish list for for this off season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's still value of. of- taking Higgins away from a potential true, you know, AFC opponent, you know, we agree he's not going to resign with Cincinnati. Um, but there's plenty of wide receiver needy teams in the AFC. One of them's in Indiana. So, you know, maybe taking some of the options away from our direct rivals would still be a, a good win. Mm-hmm. Totally. And speaking of Indiana, I did see that Michael Pittman, is hitting free agency but i don't know if it's like i don't know how i feel about trying to go after him i've always talked shit about michael pittman saying that he's overrated <laughs> and i would hate to have to like cheer for him he's got that stank all over him i'm sure he's not <laughs> as bad as i as i have in my mind i'm sure he's actually like really good but just in my head i think he's ass <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm recognizing it's a bias, but I refuse to stamp it. He's ass. I don't want him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that he just stands out so much with the Colts because he's their only option. So I, I think that's why he kind of stands out so much. But I can also see the Colts kind of just signing him to a bigger deal just because they don't have other options. And I don't think they're going to have like, I don't think they're going to be in a position in the draft really to get anybody nice. So I think that they're kind of forced to probably have to sign him to an extension. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely their best skill player right now. I mean, he's better for them than Jonathan Taylor has been on average through his career with the Colts. So, Maybe there's some reason why they didn't want to sign Taylor in the first place is because they were kind of we got to make room for Michael Pittman. Make room for Michael Pittman. Maybe that's the that's the forty chess that that they're playing up there in Indy. I I don't think he's going to hit the free agent market. I just I, I agree with you. I think he's staying in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Any other names you want to throw out? No, the, honestly, there's not a whole lot else. I would be really excited about even some of you know these higher value guys like curtis samuels and maybe i wouldn't hate oh, it but yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like you know running down the hallway screaming you know about holy shit we got, yeah holy shit we got <laughs> curtis samuel we're gonna fucking we're gonna be the best offense in the league if somehow in like an alternate universe mike evans didn't get resigned then obviously you have to sign him can you imagine how that insane that would be to <laughs> having him and d hop on, on the same team both in their 30s both still good that would be hilarious not gonna happen odell beckham no fucking thank you and then it's a bunch of just mid-range guys or, or guys that are far too old even if they were good in in, in the past like marquis goodwin and randall cobb and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think that's it chase claypool no no no, that dude has been on three teams in a year. He's a he's just an attitude problem, apparently. I mean, he doesn't sound like a good guy to get along with. Yeah, no, no, thank you. He, I, I just feel like that there's there, there's something there, you know. And no, thank you. Would you th- rule out the possibility of re-signing in WI? So I've thought about that. I I think that they. It's a cop out to say it depends what happens with the rest of their free agency. But there's part of me that says that they maybe try to sign him to a cheap deal just for consistency sake with with Levis. Uh, Because, I mean, like he is reliable and, you know, he's almost never injured, although he did just go on season ending IR. I think he actually I think he like tore his ACL or something. Oh yeah, I didn't see what that exact injury was, but it feels like everyone's just going down. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe because of that, they don't want to deal to pay for the recovery and everything. He might, he's probably done then with the Titans. I could be wrong. So. Yeah, you know, NWI caught a lot of hate while he was here, but he was a real success story in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, I think he had a glow up the past two years and he's been very reliable. He's been Mr. Reliable. He's rarely injured. I mean, like I know what we're talking about right now, but like that's really like the first time he's like missed significant time or had a serious injury. And, it's, you know, he was, a, a, he was a, 
he was an undrafted free agent and you know he worked his way up to to a roster spot with the titans you know i, I really respect the guy yeah absolutely it, it is a hand injury by the way um that's that's all that i know mm, okay so it it maybe it's not that serious um but you're right. I think they they only really gave him that one year deal. He had some good games. He he's he was been a reliable target. So I could see him coming back, but it would have to be a significant pay cut for him, given who we expect them to to sign or the caliber of player we expect them to add to the team in general. And that's more than just in the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's going to have to come back and accept that he's not going to really be a. a, a top three wideouts kind of player he, if he wants to be a top three wideout he's gonna have to go to someplace else i mean like atlanta or i don't know somewhere else that's hurting for wideouts here's here's what happens we end up getting gabe davis and then the bills sign nwi because they they need to fill, fill the spot or something and then nwi catches four touchdowns in the playoffs yeah, I could honestly see NWI going to a team like the Bears or like the Lions or something like that. I could just like see, oh, you know who's going to take them? The the Falcons because Art Smith. <laughs> yeah, obviously the Falcons. Yeah. What if you went to like the Seahawks? He could be like a good third wide receiver for the Seahawks. Someone like yeah. that. How do you feel? Don't they have a shit ton of receivers or am I crazy? Because, you know, they got Lockett. Well, they got Lo- Metcalf, oh, yeah, they have Lockett and, and, and Smith. JSN. And yeah. Well, he'd be the fourth. He'd be the fourth. Yeah. All right. There's that. But yeah, I think that's all I got for receivers and kind of like the offensive side. Because again, I mean, th- th- there are a shit ton of running backs also hitting free agency too. But I, I, th- I think that's a discussion to have when we officially know whether or not Derrick Henry is coming back. Because if Derrick Henry is coming back, then there's going to be no movement at all with running back free agency. Agree. Yeah. And there's a, and I think they're going to resign him. That's just my feeling. That's my inkling. Mm. We'll see. I, I agree. We'll, we, we can table the running back discussion for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's table that. And yeah, I think that's probably a good spot for us to go ahead and take our song break. And when we come back, we can maybe talk about some defensive players from free agency or coming game with the Jags and, you know, whether or not, uh, what we think is going to happen with uh, Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill uh, after the Jags game. Chris, this was your week to pick the song. What song do you have for us? I uh, chose tried and true by ween. It's a, uh, it's a nice chill vibe as we're easing ourselves back into podcasting after our winter break. So yeah, enjoy the good vibes. All righty. Here's the song. We'll see you on the other side. Oh, 
I've never heard that song, but I really like it. It sounds like something that they would play on Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like the uh, the montage at the end of the episode kind of song. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. I really like it. That's super chill. Good. Yeah, it's a cla- It's kind of a classic, honestly. Mm, maybe I have come across it before, but uh, so that people know there are links in the show notes to every song that we play on here that link you to Spotify and our Spotify playlist, Two Tone Tunes, with every song that we have played uh on this show in our interludes uh good show good good choice again chris now just kind of getting into the defensive free agency choices here Uh, i'll let you kick it off chris well i think there's two clear areas that need improvement it's the secondary writ large and the middle linebacking core Mm -hmm. so what do you want to do uh you want linebackers or secondary first let's do linebackers linebackers okay this is another position where I feel like we need to splash some of this cash. I think we need to sign a top wideout and we need to sign a top inside linebacker. And so I'm saying, all right, hear me out. What if, what if Devin White hits the free agency? That'd be good. You got to sign. You have to. There's no choice. You have to sign him. Realistically, even if someone, it's like Frankie Louvu, I would be more than happy you know pairing Luvu from Carolina with Aziz Alshire and then filling in some backup guys behind him um Luvu has been one of the few standout players for um for Carolina uh and which means they probably would re-sign him but I think he does have an outside chance of hitting free agency and he would be someone that I think they should really um target because of he's kind of like a he's kind of like a bargain kind of guy He's mm-hmm. a bang for your butt kind of guy, but I think he's really good. No, I, I like that a lot. I think I think that would be really good. And yeah, definitely somebody to go after and like really give the back up the the dump truck for. <laughs> uh, and especially you know, kind of saying like pairing with Aziz Alshair. I had another guy on my list that was kind of also in the same thinking of you know two birds of one stone to take a dude away from a divisional rival, Josh Allen from the Jags. He becomes a free agent this offseason. Oh yeah. I think I would like that. Outside linebacker? Mhm. I'd still take him for sure. What about what about Isaiah Simmons or like Levanta David? You know, Levanta yes. David's old, but I would still take him. I think he's got it in the tank. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And plus, I mean, again, it could be just kind of like a kicking the tires kind of like contract like one or two one or two years too with someone like that yeah it it's the the quality of player does drop off pretty significantly after those few top guys so uh, that's why i'm i'm saying like wide receiver where there's like maybe four or five that you really want Mm -hmm. same situation with inside linebackers you can even get an outside linebacker because um to to start alongside or on the opposite side of Landry, but some something's someone's got to be signed specifically for the inside linebacker spot, and it needs to be a top guy. I'm gonna be very pissed off if we just get some fucking, uh, you know, replacement level player like Gibbons. No offense to Gibbons, uh, but he's just not good enough. He's mm-hmm. not good enough to be starting every single game inside linebacker. He's he, if you need to spot start with to injury or something, Gibbons is a great guy for it. A, a 17 yeah. game starter, he's not. So. It, I think that is needs to be a priority for this team as well. Absolutely. What about it? How do you feel about Patrick Queen 
from from the Ravens. Dude, if they let him if they let him walk, that I, would I know they would be um, yeah, they would be mistaken for doing that. But if he does, he's priority number one. He is priority yes. number one if he walks, because uh, then you're also taking him away from a, not a division rival, but a rival, mm-hmm. a hated team, <laughs> a hated team for he's sure. Turn, a, he'd be a turncoat. And I love that shit when they come to our side, like Autry and, and yes. like Arden Key. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be here for the drama of that, too. Uh, and Pratchett Queen is a blue chip kind of player. That guy's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. He would instantly become like co-best player on the defense with Jeff Simmons. Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I would love that so much. Again, I feel like that is kind it is definitely a it would be a crazy scenario if they don't resign him but that would that would be really awesome if if we're able to make that work out somehow yeah yeah and then you have some some other guys that are kind of on the periphery of who i would like to have like josie jewel maybe isaiah simmons he hasn't been that great since he went to new or uh, new york but he's still got um uh, oozing talent and um you know not really anyone after that really yeah yeah i I agree with you there really not too much after that you could kick the tires on quan alexander yeah he was good in the past or devin bush someone like that Um, i love love a name like devin bush that's just (laughs) (laughs) like those guys were they have been good in the past they just have had down seasons recently but that would kind of feel i would you know, I don't know. I get Jadavion Clowney vibes from that. Mm. And I kind of just want to avoid that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess uh, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit with uh, outside uh, linebacker with me saying uh, Josh Allen. Sorry, I got I got excited when he said linebacker and went, went to him. But <laughs> definitely some, somebody I would be hoping that we would be kicking the tires heavily on if if the Jags are unable to re-sign Josh Allen. Yeah, obviously um, you you want to steal talent away from your rivals. Yeah. So. Golly. And the dude has had 31 quarterback hits. Gosh. Yeah, what a beast. Yeah. So definitely, he's definitely somebody I, w- I would be wanting. Bud Dupree it will be back on the market. <laughs> I was about to bring that up as a joke. <laughs> Have you heard of this guy, Bud Dupree? Oh, there's this other guy uh, called Zach Cunningham. Have you heard of him? Oh, my God. To be fair, I really did like Bud Dupree, but he when he played, that was the key thing, when he was yeah. available to play. But he was never available. And I no. liked Zach Cunningham for a minute until he turned bad. He just soured. Yeah, yeah dude was not great. Uh, but, you know, we have, like, uh, Daniel Hunter from Minnesota. He's... 29 but uh again you know he he has had you know 16 sacks yeah you know, over, over his time and his 77 tackles you know i would i would definitely like uh 21 quarterback hits which sounds gravy to me so i guess like it, again that's also kind of like getting a veteran do a little bit older but they're not like in their 30s yet kind of guy i think that'd be good to have because i'm assuming that we're going to go a little bit we're definitely going to be dipping into the defensive pool in his upcoming draft too i think 
Yeah, surely. And if we were to get somebody over 30, I think I would end the list after Zadarius Smith and Marcus Golden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not opposed to getting, you know, a guy on a couple years. I mean, we can't expect to get all young players. Right. You know, if we, if we get, if we, you know, push the chips to the center table and get our top unsub linebacker, get our top wide receiver, get the best ones available. You know, I would be okay getting a 31 year old Zadarius Smith. He's, he's going to come in here and have that Autry mentality. Then we got a winner. Um, that kind of goes along with like, you know, some of those other guys we talked about previously. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I would definitely be okay with that. Um, I don't know. If there's really other outside linebackers that kind of like jump out to me. No, I mean, there's guys that are definitely going to get re-signed, like Caleb on Chase on. Hmm. I, I still think Josh Allen's going to get re-signed. I think but... so too. I'm just like kind of curious again with our with their cap situation. I just don't know. Like, I guess I just don't know how much outside linebackers go for these days, especially like good ones. So. It's hard for me to judge uh, how 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 much of a deal that they, that they'll be able to work out while still trying to plan the future with uh, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean that's true, but Josh Allen has 17 sacks and mm-hmm. 31 QB hits. He's going to get close to 20 million dollars. Yeah, yearly. he is. That's a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely going to demand a lot, and that. That's that's I mean it's gonna be from anyone that does try to sign him. He's he is going to demand a lot, I think. Yeah. He's gonna be one of the bigger bigger signings, whether he stays in Jacksonville or not. He is he gonna be a news story when he gets signed. It's gonna yeah. be an ESPN push notification. <laughs> it Same will. thing with Patrick Queen. It's gonna be a push notification from ESPN. Yes, it will. Yes, it will be. I guess kind of jumping a little bit over to do you want to do safety or cornerback? Um, we can do either. We can just do secondary in general. How about that? That's, sounds good. Uh, there's this guy named Adoree Jackson that's going to be available. Uh, <laughs> Bro, Adoree Jackson had a... Didn't he have a pick six in the last game? I think I he did, it. actually. Yeah. I was happy for him. I don't want him back, but I was I was definitely happy for him. Same. I mean, there's, you know, time out veterans. I mean, it's Stephon Gilmore, but he is 33, going to be 34 next year. I also I feel like that he got hurt. I could be wrong, but I feel like the last one of the last games I watched of the Cowboys, I feel like I heard Gilmore's name come up as an injury. Yeah, he's struggled with injuries for the last couple of seasons. I don't think I want to touch Stefan Gilmore with a ten foot pole, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think he is way on the downside of his career. If I were to have my pick realistically, it would be Chidobia Wuzier out of Dallas. Dallas is a team that's going to have to cut some players that they don't necessarily want to. And I think Awuzie might be one. Ooh, yeah, I, I do like that one a lot too. And that is a good point. He's been very solid. He's not like a turnover machine, but he 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 will keep your defense from giving up a lot of points. Of, well, unless you play, uh, unless you're Dallas playing Buffalo. So we don't have to talk about that. Right. But that Dallas defense <laughs> has been very good. And I think... One of the things that uh, Vrabel has shown to favor when looking at free agents, other than Texans players, he goes for guys from defenses that were good overall. Right. You know, Sean Murphy bunting. That's why we ended up with Bud Dupree. That's why we ended up with Danico Autry from those Colts defenses that were really good. I I, I don't think that's an 
unrealistic opportunity for us uh, because the completely unrealistic opportunity would be someone like Jeff Okuda. That would be fucking awesome. He ain't hitting the free agency. <laughs> yeah, no, that, oh man, he's also really young too. He's yeah, not even he's 25. His, yeah, he's coming off his rookie deal. What about Rocky Asen? Uh, I don't, I honestly, I don't know much about him. Sell me on him. I'm not going to sell you on him, but he's, he's a solid guy. He'd be like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't think he's a top guy, but he, he would be a, a decent role player. He'd be, he'd be in like the Sean Murphy bunting territory. Not like, you know, he's not yeah. locking people down. He's, he has his moments. Yeah, but he's decent. He's good. He's good enough. I do. I would, I would be, I mean, like I do, we, we do need bodies. I mean, people are always getting hurt and shit like that with, with us. So we, we could definitely probably use it. I mean, I'm also like kind of like looking over at safeties. Cause I know we're, we're kind of like going back and forth between some stuff. Yeah. Hit me with some safeties. Who do you like? I mean, we have, I mean, there's, I guess Micah Hyde, he's, he's a little old. He's 33. So again, he might be not on the, best side of his career but jordan whitehead uh from the jets uh he'll be hitting free agency he's only 26 and again you know like rabel what we just said rabel likes players that come from good defenses say what you want about the jets but they do have a good defense defense is legit he's Mm -hmm. kind of a turnover guy too and lord knows we need turnover guys (laughs) yes we do (laughs) god damn we need turnover guys yeah, so I I do like Jordan Whitehead if we are available to get him. I was kind of looking. There's a lot of old safe, like older safeties. There's not a whole lot of young bucks hitting, unless someone like Xavier McKinney from the Giants, whom I don't really know who that is. Uh, he's 24 and he's hitting the free agency. <laughs> I think he's coming off a rookie deal. I yes. I don't know much about him either. Yeah, so. Yeah, there might be less fun things or fun gems to get in the safety market than in some of the other markets that we were just looking at. Dude, Jeremy Chen's out there. He's all right. Okay. He's okay. He's he's a veteran. Dude, I I I can't keep up with all these defensive players, but yeah, there, there's I'm seeing, I'm so looking many. at the list and I just like see like old dude, old dude, old dude, old dude, and then like young guys. I'm just like I I don't know who PJ Locke is, but he's he's oh, out bro, there. I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. Yeah. I'm definitely fucking with you. <laughs> so. I'm I'm definitely not the best person for these safety names, but uh, I'm going to stick with Jordan Whitehead, and then I definitely do hope that we go after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. I'm down <laughs> with that for sure. Here's how like out of touch I am with safeties. There's a guy. I was like, oh, who is this dude? And I'm like, oh, he's already on the Titans. Oh, I forgot about Terrell Edmonds. You see, we traded uh, Byron for. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy. He's here." We uh, should tra- <laughs> we should trade for Monty Hooker. I'm telling <laughs> you, that guy's decent. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we haven't talked about D line. Uh, we should get that Jeff Simmons. Uh, I think I've heard he's pretty good. Well, he's. I I don't know. He's injured. <laughs> Do we want damage goods? <laughs> oh goodness. 
but I, th- I think I'm kind of tapped out in terms of defensive free agent players that I could think of. Yeah, I'm out on that too. We, I think we're both in agreement. We need a couple top guys and then fill in some back ends. I don't know that we need to go out and try and win free agency, but we need to uh, two or three really premier guys because the the team is not overall terrible in my opinion it is like we need a couple stars added to the lineup and then we need some depth okay this sounds like a lot but (laughs) (laughs) the guys you have on the team they're your depth guys let's be honest jack gibbons keep him depth guy don't need to go out and sign three linebackers sign one you you know it's not unrealistic to have a, a pretty good turnaround after this season yeah so i yeah, we, we just we kind of just need an overhaul there too. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see who all that we that Rand decides to go after because I, I feel like we haven't gotten a taste or not feel like we definitely haven't gotten a taste of what his defense looks like, besides doing the smart thing and re signing Jeff Simmons. So Yeah. Or extending his contract. I, I don't think y'all know what Whatever. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Coolio. All right. Well that was a fun exercise. And I guess maybe next week we'll get maybe a little bit more into the draft scenarios too, because we'll have a more solid, or I think we should definitely know our draft position after next week, possibly. Cause I think right now we're at seventh overall, which ain't too shabby. Yes, it will be set in stone or uh, it'll, the initial draft order will be set in stone after next week. We'll also be able to talk a little bit about uh, maybe Ryan Tannehill's legacy, uh, and maybe Derek Henry's legacy. Um, but we can talk more about kind of just do a moratorium on the Titan season and some guys that we expect to not see in two tone blue again. And, uh, you know, say our piece on him. Yeah. 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 We could definitely do that next week with after the Jags game and seeing how that, how, how all that goes. I am rooting for Derek Henry to have a very nice, just in case it's but just in case it is his last game in two tone blue. Uh hope it's not, but we'll see what happens. I do hope that mm-hmm. uh he goes out with with a bang and it just has a crazy just has a crazy game. Similar to, to Pecarine's uh last game with the with with the Predators having a shutout. So Yeah, that would be magical. If if it does end up being his last game. Also, we completely forgot to congratulate uh El Tractorcito for his Pro Bowl nomination. So he's going to the Pro Bowl. And I was surprised to see his stats. He's over a thousand yards, 11 touchdowns. That's just rushing. He's got what, two throwing. Um, <laughs> yeah, good for good for the king. He's getting back in the Pro Bowl games, not game games. Uh, so oh, yeah, maybe right. this year. We'll see. Who knows? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Unless they have you seen the whole thing going around about the the, the white versus black team for oh my God. <laughs> for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, I saw a clip of Taylor Lewan or not Taylor Lewan of Compton. Um, Compton and Delaney Walker arguing about it. And Compton was so fucking stupid. He's like, we got what we got running back. I'm like, no, you got a running back, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it w- it was pretty funny listening to them to g- go back and forth about which which uh, advantage they they all had. But um, no, we got sorry, this is my team, all white team. We got Christian McCaffrey, we got a bunch of O linemen, and we got some kickers, <laughs> we got some punters, we got some quarterbacks too. <laughs> we got some quarterbacks, but like, I think that was what that was one of the things they were talking about. Like the best. 
white quarterback, probably not even as good as the best black quarterback because that's Pat Mahomes. I mean, yeah. dude, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. Okay, we got we got those guys. All right, sure. Toss yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, we do have the the Jags game next next week, or sorry, not next week. Uh, in a couple days. I forget. I'm so used to us recording on Wednesday nights. We're recording on a Friday night. That's coming up again. I just hope that Derek Henry has, has a good game question for you with considering the O-line and everything. And I don't know the status of Will Levis, but do you want Will Levis to play or do you want Tannehill to have his, his last go? Mm. I want, Oh man. See, it's, it's like, do I want Levis to play for the experience? Or do I want Tannehill to have the ovation that I believe he deserves? I think Tannehill is going to play because Levis just now returned to practice this week. So considering how good Josh Allen is on the other side, maybe Levis' leg will end up in more pieces than it's meant to be if he's out there. Um, So let's see Tannehill. I'm fine with it. I'm not excited about it, but it will be a little bit misty-eyed at the end seeing him run off the field for the last time. Same, yeah. Um, I'm saying let Tannehill play for same reasons you said. Um, you know, just just you know, let him have his his last one. We're not fighting for anything. Plus, more importantly, I want to keep Will Levis safe. And this is one game. I don't think one game of experience is really going to like change his trajectory as a quarterback overall. I much rather him be safe because when when he got knocked out of the or taken out of the the Texans game I just kept thinking god damn it I really hope we don't do to him what happened to Mariota I just really really fucking hope that we just don't let him just get killed and that Ryan needs to fucking get some beefy dudes that can, that can block for him yeah um so yeah I'm going for Tannehill uh I will be sad to see him go but man it's also been sad watching I I'm I'm so curious about where he where he's going to end up and everything, but we could talk about that next week too. Yep, yeah. Alrighty, well, I feel like this is a good place to kind of end things here. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode two Tone Brews. Please be sure to share us with friends and family and other Titans fans. Again, there are links in the show notes to the songs that we share and our Spotify playlist to Tone Tunes, and we will see you next week with our reaction to the Jags game more talk about draft picks and who we're hoping to get in pairing with some, possibly some of our free agent uh, players that we just talked about and what we think is going to happen with Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill. We'll talk about that next week. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Adios.